Hi, this is Rex Chapman from the Kentucky Wildcats. Blocker charge, you're on with Titus and Tate. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Saturday night. We are in an undisclosed location on the outskirts of Las Vegas. Uh, we just witnessed the CBS Sports Classic. The rare occasion where both of our teams win, both of us going home happy. I, I feel like I went home happy as an Ohio State fan. Tate, you went home just not miserable as a North Carolina fan. I, feel, I don't feel like you're actually happy. It's just more of like we didn't lose to UCLA, and that's all we could really ask. Carolina is first in flight, and they're in <laughs> fight-or-flight mode right now. So it is survival at its yeah. peak. We are just surviving. And again, today against UCLA, there were moments of excitement. You know, Maybe mm. when a Anthony Harris shows up and hits a three – or Jeremiah Francis looks like, hey, maybe who are he these could guys? Be better than Cole Anthony? Yeah, I know. Explain to the people who these. Well, guys they did are. not play against Ohio State, so now we have the perfect caveat of those guys were not in that game. Um, so that was good to see. But like you said, we left the arena and everyone was very nice to us. They're like, congratulations, you're yeah, two one. So yeah, it was a great classic for us. All right, let's let's get to the important thing. What does this mean for the Titus curse? Because I I was in the arena with you, uh, but if you remember mm-hmm. last year, the. By my memory, there are two times that I've watched a North Carolina game with you, and North Carolina has won. Last year was against when they played UCLA yes, in I Las Vegas. Say, I think this is more of a UCLA curse than a in Las Vegas. Yes, the, the after combination losing of UCLA, to Texas, with yeah, Shaka Smart. Last year you played UCLA game. in Orleans yeah. Arena, beat UCLA. This year, play UCLA in Vegas, beat beat UCLA. I think that's the only combination when North Carolina plays UCLA in Vegas, and I'm with you. You're going to win. Again, I think it has more to do with UCLA being UCLA Mm -hmm. now, which is something I really want to talk about today because we're doing all things Vegas. We're here in Vegas, and Mm -hmm. UCLA is not the talk of the town. They Mm. probably will never be the talk of the town. Mm. And it's so funny that Ohio State is now the class of the CBS Classic. I have to say, this this has been great because uh, I think I've gone to every CBS Sports Classic except one. The one in Brooklyn when when the D'Angelo Russell Ohio State. I was at at that game. You were there? Yes. Bryce Johnson and Roy Williams. Uh, That was the turning point with uh, basically Bryce Johnson comes to the bench with an attitude. Roy Williams Uh grabs him by the jersey and says, you're playing UCLA. Yeah, lock it up. Yeah, and Bryce Johnson goes crazy, ends up having a thirty-seven and twenty <laughs> game later against Florida State, and it changed the whole season. And they went to the national championship game, and then something happened in the yeah. title game. I can't remember what exactly happened. We'll speak about Villanova <laughs> later. But at the same time, UCLA has always been a seminal moment. Yeah. So maybe today will be a seminal moment. Yeah, it's it, it's great. Probably be, not. It's great because as I, as I said, like I've gone to all of these except that one, and the vibe every that time was the you, best one. Every time you go to the CBS Sports Classic, the vibe always seems to be, "Why the hell is Ohio State here?" Mm-hmm. Like that's what have, people were saying that yeah. year. Actually, yeah. D'Angelo Russell, everyone's like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah, you have Kentucky. You have. North Carolina, two of the, the, if not the two best programs in college basketball. You have UCLA, who's won the most titles. Uh, and then Ohio allegedly, State. Allegedly, like we said. Yeah, we, allegedly. We, we, yeah, yeah. Mist- yeah, we don't know who um, was voting back then. And then you have Ohio State, and everyone's like, well, you know, they're not a bad basketball program, but what are they doing here? So for this year, for us to come in the highest ranked team and for us to win the actual game that mattered, which is uh, the game against Kentucky, because let's be honest, the Carolina-UCLA game, woof. We would not be talking about this at all if if we weren't here. Like if, if this was – if that game was played in, in Kansas City today and – I wasn't at the game. I would not want to spend two seconds on it. In fact, I don't want to spend two seconds on it as is. It's not really worth two seconds, but it is worth two cents of thought, which is Mick Cronin is absolutely 
laying the hammer down yeah. on the UCLA Bruins. Mm. Those players, if they didn't know that they suck, they know now. Oh, yeah. Because Mick Ronan is basically letting them know that. And it's not in a constructive manner, I would say. I think mm. it's more in a, I will throw this clipboard at someone's face if they do not win this game uh, for me. In the words of Kevin Stallings, I'll fucking kill you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That, that <laughs> ethos to quote the rings true to the UCLA <laughs> Bruins. Um, so seeing that in person was worth your time, uh, especially because he got teed up mm-hmm. um, and did throw a clipboard. R.I.P. teed no, up. Yeah, that is yeah, not a hype yeah. reality. That was reality. He, uh, it, it is fascinating to watch the man work the sideline. And, and just to, to – I cannot get over it. I just stare at him when he's on the sideline for UCLA, mm-hmm. and I just think, like, UCLA could have hired anyone in the world. Yes. And they landed on this guy. I will guy. give a specific I guess example. they couldn't hire anyone in the world. That's why they landed on this guy, I suppose. Rick Patino could have been their coach. Yeah, no, and never no. forget that. But we should say this. To, to basically give a point to who Mick Cronin is, Chris Smith gets the ball at one point, and he's driving. Actually, he's sitting there for a second, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to drive. We have no offense. No one can create their own shot, so I'm just going to drive. Mm-hmm. He takes one dribble. Jeremiah Francis is right there. He takes the charge, of course, makes the call. Because it's Carolina. They're mm. going to get that call, as Mick Cronin would say, after the game in the press conference. And Mick Cronin gets Chris Smith, rips him out of the game, puts in uh, – I can't remember who he put in. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't matter. matter. It, doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. Mick Cronin doesn't even know it who doesn't he put matter, in. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, he just throws him on and uh, brings Chris Smith and goes, you're a selfish son of a bitch. Take a seat. You suck. <laughs> that is, and I read his list. I heard him say it. You could hear him say it. Like the people behind the bench all heard him say it. And Chris Smith I mean, just sat down. And I was like, there, there was no like, but if you stop being a selfish son of a bitch, yeah. you might end up being a basketball player. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there was no glimmer of hope. It was just desolate talk. Um, and let me just say, in a world where you know people are quote unquote soft, these UCLA kids they're taking it pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I, you mean, know how, I don't know. If, I don't know who could take that well. Uh, when your when your dad takes his belt off to to spank you when you're a kid, and he's yeah. like, "This is gonna hurt me more than it hurts you," because he's so disappointed. Mick Cronin does not say that. Mick Cronin's like, "This is definitely gonna hurt you more than it hurts anybody," because you're a fucking idiot, and yeah. I hate you, and yourself. <laughs> yourself. There is no like. Yes. There is no like. I'm punishing you, but I'm also I feel bad about. About it. It's like, I do not feel bad. I hate this team. Mm-hmm. I took this job just to get out of Cincinnati. Uh, I cannot wait to be done with this job. Please fire me. <laughs> there is no one that has been as angry as Mick Cronin for something that is so like useless. You know, like who cares if he yeah. were to win this game? You know what I mean? It yeah. would, I said it could be a signature victory, but that was in jest. You know yeah, what I mean? of course. Like, it would not have been of a course. signature victory just with how ugly the game was. But the anger and the vitriol that he had in his voice yeah. is unmatched. And I, I, if he were in a tournament game, I don't know what he would be doing. Uh-huh. I think he would lose his mind. Um, but it makes me like him at UCLA. Congratulations, it's, Coach. Carl. Yeah, we we will be monitoring your that show. situation for sure. Uh, and with your Pac-12 update every Tuesday, maybe. every Tuesday, Mick Cronin yeah. will be a part of it yeah. until he is fired. Can we talk about the real game that mattered today? Uh, the the game of the day in college basketball, in the sense of the uh, the where the teams were ranked. Kentucky's mm-hmm. ranked sixth. Ohio State's ranked five. Um, the the game of the day ended up being well, they probably ended up being Dayton, Colorado. But the camp, we'll, we'll get to the Kansas. We'll get to all the other stuff later. But uh. Um, coming to the game, Kentucky loses against Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we'll save that for the Pac-12 update as well on Tuesday. Um, so can I, can I interject so we'll, here? With okay, go Coach ahead. Calipari yesterday. I was uh, I was at the practices. Fortunate to go to the practices by a, a friend of the program. KK is what she goes by, but she made things possible for us to go around and just mm-hmm. be at all these practices. And uh, Coach Calipari had a local press conference, and I guess. In the words of Rex Chapman, who I talked to later, he said, Coach Cal likes press conferences more than coaching the games, right? These are his moments, <laughs> right? So Coach Cal has his own private press conference mm-hmm. where he can address 
the haters and the media the, that are saying that Utah is not even that good in the Pac-12. They're ninth on Tate's Pac-12 rankings. <laughs> How do you lose to them, Coach Cal? How is what they're saying. And we were lucky enough to be in the room. And Coach Cal says, and this is a, a beautiful thing that he does. He says, Ohio State is the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Bar none. That's what he said. And he's so convinced. That, and I believe it. Yeah. It was like, I saw Bill Clinton speak one time on a, <laughs> in the back of a pickup truck in my hometown. And I went into the whole event saying, why do these people believe this man all the time? That You know, yeah. you can tell he's full of shit. And when I'm there in front of him, I'm like... Of course, yeah, yes, Bill. yes, but yes, yeah. Bill. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, clapping, and that's how Coach Cal was because I yeah, was charisma. convinced Ohio yeah. State was the best team mm-hmm. in the country. I'm not sure that they are after watching the game today, but Coach Cal believes it. I believe it, and I think you're coming back around to believe it. I, I come on, let's everybody pump the brakes. I think here. I don't know. Uh, Holtman was on guard about this. He, yes. he was he was shitty about it. If I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest, he was very upset that Cal was saying these things. Um, the the cow because this is how Cal operates. Like this, yes. I was very worried about this game because Kentucky lost. The, the, this is this was all following the script of the things Cal says. Kentucky's playing like shit. Everyone's kind of giving up on them. Um, then Cal comes out, starts praising the other team they're yes. about to play, and then Kentucky gets the big win. They start piecing it together, and then that's like away we go. And then these kids turn into my guys yes. and. And would you look at that? Kentucky's in the lead eight again, and that's that. I was scared that this was the first step. Um, it was not. Ohio State won. Speaking of yesterday, I was able to get a one-on-one sit-down interview with Nick Richards, who is mm. a, a friend of the program. An exclusive, an exclusive interview with. Uh, he is a friend of the program. He listens. He, Hi, listens, Nick. he <laughs> listens to the program, and he boys his favorite he upset. episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I asked him. You know about you remember when he said on the documentary that he went to Kentucky because his favorite color is blue. Of course, I yeah, showed him the other blue that. teams, and I just asked if that was still where he stood. It made him smile, made yeah. him laugh a little bit, and I was like, "All right, Nick, we're getting loose yeah, here." Yeah. And then I brought up the kids to guys thing because Coach Cal in the earlier press conference said, "I mean, look, guys, they're good kids, but but Ohio State, they can shoot it, they can bang uh-huh. in the post." You know, he's like giving this whole diatribe about yeah. why Ohio State is going to blatantly beat his team. Mm-hmm. And he's also saying they're good kids, which is like they're going to lose or he's reverse jinxing the hell mm-hmm. out of this game, which he was trying to do, which is Holton, Holtman was shitty about that, obviously. But anyways, Nick Richards goes, huh? <laughs> he gave the letter, huh? He was like, what do you mean, kids? Like as if I was trying to call him a kid. And I was like, no, Coach Cal no, was no. calling you guys like good kids. And he was like, I'm you, not a kid. You think for a guy who listens to the podcast, he would, he would no. pick up on that. <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes, we're, we're men. That's what, so, so let me just tell you, the players think they're men. So I'm going to call them good men. A few good they, men that yeah. Cal has. Uh, that's what he's got right now. I, I, pull it out. I, yeah, they, uh, Ohio State was the better team. Uh, Kentucky is in shambles. But not really. Like This is what's hilarious to me. is Because, and, and again, I, this game doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And None Mick Cronin was going to kill someone today. <laughs> Can I just say, it's been, it's been hilarious watching. It's useless. This, this was the worst CBS Sports Classic in terms of attendance. Well, New Orleans won was pretty bad. I don't think they're going to go to New Orleans again. I I say that I actually don't know where they're scheduled next. They're probably going to New Orleans next year. But like New Orleans was a horrible crowd. Um but the, the, people forget that you and the New Orleans game, you were sitting on the Ohio State bench. That's how empty side? it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got all the fans that were in the building. They're like, you guys want to get down behind Dude, the bench we, here? We were literally, there were eight seats, and it was me and Greg Oden <laughs> literally spread out amongst the eight seats. And yes. then Coach Holman got teched up in that game, and we were right behind him on TV laughing and carrying on. And um, Anyway, uh, the, the attendance in this one was, was – Jaleek Felton had a great game. In that game, people forget about Jaleek Felton. Felton. Yeah, yeah people yeah. forget Jaleek Felton. Yeah. Theo Pinson hit a couple of threes, I think. At least one three. I was so <laughs> shitty about that. Anyway, uh, uh, the attendance was not great tonight, and that is 
because I mean Kentucky fans showed out like they they made a week of it by a, a weekend of it by going to the Utah game and then coming tonight. But uh, it was it was not a great attendance, and it's primarily because Carolina and Kentucky are having down years. And you 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 listen to the the discourse surrounding these two teams, and the sky is falling. The sky is falling in Chapel Hill. It's falling in Lexington. Um, <laughs> people are losing their minds. And what's hilarious that like. Carolina is much worse than Kentucky. They're in much worse shape. I don't. I will not believe in Car- Carolina. Will honestly, I I don't think Carolina is an NIT team. From what I've seen so far, I don't think Carolina will you make didn't the NIT. Watch the game today, obviously. <laughs> I don't think like, Carolina. Like they beat the all-time NCAA champions. Okay. <laughs> everyone look like they beat. Up everyone's trying blood. to make jokes about Carolina going to the NIT. I think that would be a great year, given what we've seen from Carolina so far, as if they make the NIT. You mean the Gonzaga um, fans <laughs> that got thrown out? For their egregious behavior in Spokane, um, a place I thought was classy, but but I guess not. Kentucky's got ball players, man. Like Just Ashton Hagens is one of the best point guards in the country. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He's a dude. great he defender was, when he tries. Yeah, he he can score now too. Yes, he had nine assists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, it, yeah. are you crazy? Let me just say this: he would. I eat, thought quickly Hagens and Maxi. I thought that those three guys yeah. would be. Really good together. Okay, so don't. Sense, okay, but so they don't. They, they okay, don't. Okay, but it, don't 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 get on Higgins because Maxi and quickly. Nick Richards for this, and let me just say, as a friend of the program, it is not Nick's fault. <laughs> Nick, it's not your fault. It's not um, your fault, Nick. What's hilarious to me though is is Kentucky and Carolina fans are losing their minds. Kentucky fans in particular, like you get on Twitter and like Matt Jones and all the Kentucky sports radio guys are like, I don't see how we fix this. Our defense is trash. We don't have enough shooters. Sestina was hitting shots tonight, but like other than that, who, who hit five threes tonight? Who's gonna hit threes for this team? Who can guard other than Hagen's every so often when he wants to? When he wants to get involved, he might be the best on ball point guard defender in the country, but like. This is what everyone's saying. And my point to you, as I was saying, walking out of the arena, is like, welcome to just having a normal college basketball program. This is how it works for every college basketball program. There's like four programs that expect to win 33 games every year. And all of a sudden, you guys aren't winning 33 games, and you're acting like the entire program is nuked. Like, are you fucking kidding me? If Kentucky, the season Kentucky's having right now, you know how many people would sign up for that? They'd be like, this is unbelievable. I'd love to have these players on our I team. I mean, look, but, if you lose to the best team in the country at a neutral site and you give them a good game, <laughs> you got to feel really good about that if you're Kentucky. It's, That's what I think. It's you know? so it's so crazy. That's all Coach Cal that, saying to his team. He's like, yeah, yeah. this is a good effort because, again, we played the best team in the country today, and we're just not quite there yet. But we're good kids, and we're going to get there. I get it. They have, they have higher – you should have higher standards. That's what makes Kentucky, Kentucky, and Carolina, Carolina, and all that. But it's like, like, calm down. Kentucky's going to be fine. And if they're not fine, guess what? They'll be fine next year. Like, it's not – it doesn't matter. It ultimately doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mick Cronin. Who cares? Mick Cronin, Mick Cronin really, really cares. Um, can we talk about uh, Vegas as a whole and the whole experience? Like, <laughs> I, I want to uh, – this was – I just want to speak. Like, I don't know who this – who's interested in this, but this was a hilarious just turn of events. So, um, first of all, being friends with Greg Oden is – I can't recommend it enough. A lot of people will come to me. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of young kids wanting to get involved in in in, in journalism. Some kids want to walk on to their college basketball team. They want life advice. Everyone's kind of every so often someone will ask me. And they're like, "Can you help me out, Mark? You you see, you're a little older now. You've been there. Help me out." And I tell everybody the same thing: be friends with Greg Oden. It mm-hmm. is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I say that easy. Advice. It's easy. Just, Just do it. Get That's the all Cameo app, yeah. download it. Yeah, get her Book thirty dollars from your grandma. For Ask the her to be friends. Yeah, and just say. Hey, and the Greg. reason I say that is, we're walking around the arena, and Greg gets recognized, and by people, by boosters from Ohio State, they invite him up to. Wonder why? Yeah, they invite him up to the suite. Uh, I'm Uh-oh. with him. 
We we get we get invited up to sleep. So we watch the entire oh. game. Yeah, he, entire Mark game is on the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was before Greg committed as well. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, we we get invited up to the suite. So these boosters, uh, we're watching the whole game with them. This guy tells me he bet ten thousand dollars. The guy who bought the suite and all that. I I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he, I'm sure he, he loves you. Don't yeah, remember his name. Yeah. He he he. <laughs> He's like, I brought this dude up to my suite. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't know who the hell I. He's a big oh, Ohio State fan. Oh, yeah. Didn't know who the hell I was, yeah. which is always my favorite. Not that I expect anybody to know who I am, but it's like, I like Greg's like, yeah, this is Mark, and then he's like, so how do you know Greg? And I'm like, I, I played at Ohio State, and they're like, no shit, when? When, when, when? How old are you? And I was like, I, I played with Greg, and they're like, no shit. And they just like, really? like, what's your name? Daquan. Cook? I don't. That can't be right. I've had season. <laughs> I've had season tickets for forty years. I don't recognize. There's no way. Um. So, uh, but it, I'm telling you that the, the guy, the guy tells me he bet $10,000 on the over, uh, which was 131 for the, for the Kentucky Ohio state game. Um, someone else tells me they picked, they had Ohio state to cover and it was unbelievable. And, and then someone within our suite had lost their phone. And like a lot of the, the, the like side plot within the suite was like, where's the phone? Did someone steal the phone? Everyone's looking for the phone. And at the end of the game, CJ Walker hits the three to like clinch the game for Ohio state. Then the over hits and the yes. whole place goes nuts in our suite. And then including um, the Kentucky, fans. yeah, yeah, they, all, everyone's going nuts. Um, we realize we're going to cover, and then at the very end, someone's like, and they started playing "Born in the USA." Yeah, started, yeah, it was like unbelievable. And then someone's like, "Hey, is this uh, is this your phone?" And they hold it up, and we found the phone, and the it was it was so funny because there's like barely anyone in the arena at this point. People are like kind of filing out. It's already over. There's not a lot of people there already, and there's one suite. With Greg Oden and, and me and yes. these boosters and everyone, we're losing our fucking minds for like 12 different reasons. Uh, it was cool. It was a cool Vegas experience. We're like the overs hitting and all that. I don't know. Not a great story, but uh, it, was, it, was it was a, a fun time. It was a great story because from, we were on a press row for the Ohio State. I sat as a fan for the North Carolina game so I could actually cheer and yell uh-huh. at Roy and Mick Cronin and do all that sort of stuff. But then for this, I was I was sitting on press row trying to keep it together. But I, everything that, every time that good happened for Ohio State, there was a Kentucky fan in front of me that was set on either killing himself or losing his voice. We're not <laughs> sure which one but whatever it took to let these officials know that they were blowing the game yeah and he was just you know going after it fully on so every time something good happened i would watch him first because i'm like i gotta see how hard this guy's gonna boo and he booed a lot so much so that like dockage andrew dockage on the bench and the players were like pointing at him and laughing at get him out of here and he had a santa hat on and i was like this is like the anti-santa this is the ant like from the uh the south park like in the yeah, in, yeah the yeah. imagination land the, crit- yeah. the critters yeah mm-hmm. you, one of those guys I know what not gonna be good uh anyways and then i would look up at you and it's just greg Owen doing the oh you know <laughs> what i mean you're just like fists in the air celebrating and I'm just like, this is like so hilarious because all these Kentucky fans are losing yeah. their shit because yeah. Ohio State's not supposed to beat them. Well, so but yeah, they didn't but hear they, Coach Cal's private right, right. press conference. Where, where do you, where, how do you feel about this Kentucky team? Because I, I sense that you I don't. They have you're three not a great guards, yeah. and I'm not sure why they can't shoot better. But they all think they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I think Coach Cal wants them to quote unquote get dirty and play good defense. And I think they'll buy in during SEC play, and they'll probably be a two seed in the tournament, and nobody yeah. will want to play them. Yeah, I mean the, the the same thing is true of Kentucky as is true of like a lot of these teams, which is yeah they're not great, but no one is. There's and a path. So who there's cares? A path yeah. To the title. yeah, there's very there's a very clear path to Kentucky winning yes. the title. Like, Lock it up. For God's sakes, they almost won it as an eight seed yes. not that long ago. Like yes. they. The, it, it can happen very easily with this team. They um, have the talent there. I think that's Montgomery's what, better than he's been playing. I think Nick Richards can actually be serviceable at times. That's what um, Holman. I, I, you know, not to be that guy, but uh, I, I was in the locker room before the game talking to Holman and just kind of getting a feel for how he felt about all this. And he, uh, 
he was really he was actually like really shitty about the whole cow thing because he's like they, he's like Kentucky has pros. They 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 are they have length and athleticism. They have they do have guys who can shoot. Like Justina can shoot. Like Maxi, we saw him in Champions Classic was wet. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he's trying to recreate that high that he got in, in Madison Square Garden. Um, like they don't they're they're not like a great shooting team, quote unquote. But like you have shooters. It's not like you, it's not like they're this is the 2010 Kentucky team where they're just like throwing up bricks. You have left five right, stars. You know? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're they're going to be fine. This yes. is why Holman was so mad. It's like you're, they're talking like Kentucky is this David versus the Goliath of no, Ohio State. No, they're talking State. like, like Kentucky crazy? is Carolina, where they, yeah. all these guys are hurt or something like that. They're all on the floor. When you go to when you, you know the Sports Reference basketball the website, they have like the the rosters from each of these teams, and then uh, they'll put like NBA logos next to guys that end up playing mm-hmm. in the NBA. There are more NBA players on Kentucky's roster tonight than NBA players on Ohio State's roster tonight. Truly. I think that I think that's going to end up happening when we look back on these rosters. So of course. all that is to say that like Kentucky will be fine in the sense that like you know, are they are they one of the great teams we've seen in the last few years? No. Are they one of the best teams this year? Probably not yet. But yeah, I mean it's not like they seem like I don't understand where the sentiment is coming from that, and they have a talent to be a top five team if they get yeah, together. Which yeah. is like what, par what's, for the course. What's, what's the issue? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Know. That's why Coach Cow is fine. Yeah, that's why he's not Mick Cronin. He's not losing his mind over yeah. Los Island like about to convulse. He's just <laughs> sitting there saying, "Oh shit, I wish we'd have won this game." But I'm glad that I said yesterday they're the best team in the country. Do you think people care about the CBS Sports Classic in general? Do I think anyone, anyone in the nation yeah, cares no. about the CBS Sports Classic? No, right. The teams that win, yes. Yeah, the team, like, the winners, what? yes. Is this, like right do we... now? Do I care about the CBS Sports Classic? Yes. Yes, we own UCLA in this. Yes, I care about it. Ohio State should hang a banner. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna go to Carmichael Arena and put up CBS Sports <laughs> Classic champions. Take that, UCLA. Oh, man. Uh, what, what else do we have to report from Vegas? What, we have uh, to report the fact that going into this tournament, I said to you, I didn't really care about going to the press conferences with Roy Williams and Mick Cronin mm-hmm. because, one, I knew it was going to be sad and make me sad. One was going to be mad and make me laugh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't want to laugh at a guy like that. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems like he would turn red. And definitely asking Mick Cronin about the haters does not seem... <laughs> Like the opportune time, you know what I mean? But ask McCrone of his favorite Christmas movies, Elf, and see if he makes a yes. connection. <laughs> I should be like, Coach, I'm doing a BuzzFeed piece about uh, college coaches and who they represent in the movie Elf. Yeah. And we've got you down to drum roll, please. Peter Dinklage's character. <laughs> he just jumps over the table. Yes. Angry little elf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what it would lead to. So, anyways. The classic question, the number one thing people want to hear this uh, year is, what is the message to the haters? Uh, Bill Self was asked this. <laughs> he gave us a great answer. And the key to this is we need to hear haters from the coaches. Uh-huh. Chris Holtman, like you said, won this game. Coach Holtman won this game. So I had to go to the press conference, and I had to ask him a message for the haters. You did we'll it. play it now. Coach, I know it's a blue blood sport, uh, like we talked about, but uh, Sunday night it was kind of setting up for you know your team to be number one in the country, and things didn't quite go as you know planned. Coach Cal said yesterday that he thought you were the number one team in the country. So, do you have a message for the haters now that you maybe proved that true? Uh, well, Coach Cal, I noticed has a way of um, saying things like that right <laughs> headed into headed into the game. Uh, he uh, he anointed us number one there uh, going into this game. And I probably would have done the same, to be honest with you. Uh, um, but uh, no, I, we're, I, we're not putting any stock in the, the haters, number one. We, we got our fannies drill at, uh, at uh, Minnesota. But, but it, listen, it's, it's a great win leading into Christmas. I don't want to understate it. It's a great win leading into Christmas. 
I I absolutely love this. This is my favorite bit that you've ever come up with. I don't know why it just it 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 will always it made be funny the rest me. of the room laugh, and it was the last question, so it worked out well. It was, and yeah. as soon as Coach, I think you gave him a heads up that I was going to ask a question because as soon as I got the microphone, he just kind of smirked eyes, yeah. and he was like, "My goodness, yeah, what is this idiot going to say to yeah. me?" Because as you remember, the last thing I asked him about was Quinn Snyder and his use of narcotics. Yeah, when he was at the live show, we we basically... <laughs> so anything yeah. he was prepared for any type of question. So I think haters was the least of his concerns. That's why I'm always shocked that the whole... Uh, um, you know, still allows me in the inner circle. It's it's very it's always very shocking. You and Greg like Oden it. are like the mascots and or brand ambassadors and we or are, diplomats yeah. for Ohio State basketball. It's like when people walk by, like the trainer walks by, little little head nod, little fist pound, whatever it is. I it's have so funny. I, I not to pat myself on the back too much, but I have navigated my my post Ohio State career so well in the sense of like maintaining connections to the program, or like mm-hmm. if I need stuff or if I need. I don't know. I like I I I've I've mastered it because I'm I'm always around, but I'm not so needy. I don't ask them for tickets all the time. But then mm-hmm. like they see my face enough to where they're like inviting me into the locker room and shit. And but you don't want to be the guy that's like always there. You know what I mean? I've got it. I've got it down to a science. I, mean, I could, meanwhile, I, yeah. I asked Luke May for his shoes when he walked off the court, like LeBron. You know, when he gives his way his stuff, I wanted Luke May's shoes today because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's the best player uh, from North Carolina in the building today. You know, Sam <laughs> Perkins isn't quite there. Kenny Williams, not of course. We saw him compared to Luke May. Luke May is our number one guy. David Noel might be up there, but I just wanted his shoes, and he just kept walking. Luke so. May, Luke May's flying too close to the sun. This is what I mean. I've I've handled it well with yes, like knowing yes, how playing much for the play- Wisconsin herd is so yeah. close to the no, sun. No, dude, he's he's playing pickup with the. He's going back to campus and playing pickup with Carolina. That's too much. That's not what you want if you're a former mm. player. You want to. You want to like. The only kinda... person that's got away with that is Isaac Haas. He's, <laughs> he's still probably at Purdue playing. Him I have far. mastered it to where like the coaching staff is excited to see me for some reason because they see me so infrequently, and yet I feel like I go to every game. So it's 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 I don't know. I I, I I'm very proud of myself for that. So. I'm um, proud of you too. I'm proud of you for asking Chris Holman. Do you have a message for the haters? It is a bit that that the people will love uh, uh, moving forward. The, the people in the media room, there were a handful of people that are, are that listen to the show. And yes. they, I feel they, like Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. It's like people are like, or the Sports Illustrated like SI for Kids reporter, where everyone's like, "Oh, you he's gonna do it." You, yeah, you don't remember. Uh, you don't know Trill Ballins on Twitter, do you? Yes. Well, I know he, him. Not he did the smocking tweet. This is people listening know what I'm talking about. Uh, the Trill Ball and Smock and Tweet, that's you. Is like, he's going to do it, guys. It's coming. Like, you schedule, like, yeah, we, we should put out like a tweet. Like, it's going to cut. We should live stream it. Like, yes, yes. Everybody tune when in. Like, people were like, yeah, yes. making popcorn yes. and, and yes. yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Turning off the TV to watch their stream on Periscope. It turns like, out, here people, it comes. Everyone has haters, and coaches especially have haters. Like, yeah. And if Mick Cronin ever gets that signature victory, I'm going to ask him message yeah. for the haters. Um, all right, that, that there's nothing else to really report from Vegas. I met we met Rex, Rex Chapman. I met uh, Sam Perkins. He's awesome. He he. I introduced myself as a Pacers fan. I was like, I I loved your entire career. I was like, you invented the the stretch five, and he's like, damn right, I did. And um, that's all I really had to say about. It. But he's he was great. He's, he's- Rex Chapman and I talked about how much we love Kentucky and Carolina and how we don't like Indiana and Duke. And it was a beautiful conversation. Mm. And it was two different ideologies. And we basically came to this beautiful decision that we are going to align as the blue bloods and we and we don't consider duke a blue blood we feel like that they've just basically co-opted the whole existence <laughs> he was like kansas i like i was like same respect kansas ucla they can no. be part of it so no. we've cut duke out we've added ucla we've got kansas kentucky and carolina those are the new blue bloods 
as negotiated. Ohio by State Chad is not a blue blood. We just dominated no, the red blood. The CBS Sports you're red Classic. Blood. You guys are red blood. Um, NC State also a red blood. Congratulations, Indiana are red blood. Yeah, Texas Tech are red blood just by de facto making it the title game last year. Um, we have to. Is there anything else before we take a break? I'm just letting you know about, what the blue blood rankings are. <laughs> I mean, you're just going on and on. Over it's there been a great CBS classic, guys. It's CBS Carolina is back. Ohio State is here. <laughs> Coach Cal was right. And Mick Cronin of course, the one year we're like those are those are your four. Th- those are the thesis statements. That, that's that it. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> all right. There's nothing else. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. There's nothing really else to say. So uh, we'll take a break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this stuff that actually matters in college basketball. James Wiseman, the number one team in the country, went down again. Uh, and the Dayton Flyers are no longer undefeated on the mainland. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. We'll talk about that first. A break. Quick break to talk about our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. When we do talk about Dollar Shave Club, we cannot stress enough the quality of their products. They've spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything I use to look, feel, and smell my best. You name it, they have it. I use it. I have been a Dollar Shave Club member forever, Tate. I talk about it all the time. I, I just got my email yesterday. They are sending me a new box of razors. I cannot imagine paying for razor blades going to a supermarket and saying i need razor blades you'd be an idiot you'd be out of your mind to do such a thing it's the best it's the best no one wants to do it no one wants to go buy go pay for razors you can have them shipped to you um it's the best and as amazing as their safe stuff is dollar shave club is way more than just razors dollar shave club has you covered head to toe they have everything you need to shower shave style your hair brush your teeth and yes even wipe your butt and dollar shave club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use you get what you want whenever you need it, whether that's once a month, a few times a year, however often you need to shave, wipe your butt, put on your prep scrub tape. You tell like them, butt, you tell them, they will build it around your schedule. I've never, I never have to waste time at a store wondering if what I'm getting is any good as a Dollar Shave Club member. I know what I'm getting is the highest quality, and right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club products to the test. Their Ultimate Shaver Starter Set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave the executive razor shave butter prep scrub and post shave do the best part is you can try it for just five dollars after that the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices get your ultimate starter set for just five dollars at dollarshaveclub.com slash tate what that's dollarshaveclub.com we Slash Tate. Give Titus the new copy. I don't understand He's Dollar Shave Club. He's going to throw my computer I, very soon if we I, give him a new copy. I love you so much. <laughs> I've used your products for years. I don't even have to lie. This isn't This isn't all the other ads that we read in, our, in my life where like I have to bullshit and be like, I DollarShaveClub.com slash tits. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's they're negging me is what they are. That makes they me are. love them more. It's like I, I'm fighting for their affection so much that you got to come yeah. up with your four letters. I, I think Mark is. I think Mark works. You yeah, should use on the mark. Mark. Yeah. There you go. Um, That's our spinoff podcast on the mark. Go get That's where you watch the Indiana Duke game over and over again. <laughs> and you just keep doing it. <laughs> Dollar Shake Club. <laughs> back to the podcast. All right, we're back. And it's official. And Mark Titus, you were watching this game live as it was ha- happening. You were texting me while this I was, I was going watching on. this in the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. I it was it was a struggle to find. I don't know why it was a struggle. Um, Vegas is such a maze in general. Like we we bitch about this every time we come to summer league, but uh, an intentional maze. All I wanted was a place that served breakfast food and had the the Kansas Villanova game on. 
That's all I wanted. And mm-hmm. I found the first place served breakfast food had no TVs mm-hmm. that we found in the hotel. Second place was like a bar attached to the sports book that was serving burgers at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, I do not want that. I want scrambled eggs. I want uh, some bacon. I want a slice of toast, maybe some breakfast potatoes. Is that too much to ask? Uh, we found, I found, uh, uh, I found what I wanted at the Hard Rock Cafe. That's where I was watching it. <laughs> I feel like that should be a quote for a yeah. Hard Rock. I found what t-shirt. I wanted. At the yeah, Hard Rock. I found what I wanted at the Hard Rock Cafe. Here's my quote for you: Bill Self, after this game, of course, Kansas number one in the country. Not anymore. Not anymore. You're not. I don't even know if there is a number one," said Bill Ooh. Self, a man that you know. I like this idea, Bill. No number one. What if every? What if every AP this voter? This is the galaxy brain of what Coach Cow is doing. Galaxy brain. No, there number, is one. no number one. Can you put? Can you leave number one blank on your ballot? What happens? What happens? I don't know, but well, I know anarchy. a guy who would do Let's a grim couch. <laughs> do a couch. <laughs> what would happen? Just absolute anarchy. Or what if all the AP voters just abstained? What if they did the? Uh, what if they just said I abstain? They just like or like I don't. I don't and then no one starts in. the voter die campaign. Yeah, against all the AP voters. <laughs> That's what we need. What if? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. If, yeah. what, if, what if I were to tell you, Mark Titus, at the start of the year that we would have this many different number one teams? There would be every single coach. Jay Wright also said, it's just one of those years. There isn't one team that's dominant. So everyone's yeah. kind of saying the same thing. So what does this mean for college basketball as a whole? Because I, I think, um, and, and I guess this spills over into the... Is it interesting? This kind of spills over into the James Wiseman discussion as well because uh, let's just bunch it all together. Let's yes. bundle it all. It's a free-for-all. Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll go back and forth between the whatever. We're here. Um, because a lot of the reaction from the James Wiseman thing was like, this is horrible for college basketball. You have the number one player who is voluntarily saying, I, I no longer want to be a part of the system. I'm out. I w- I'm pulling myself out of Memphis. Um, bad look for college basketball. And then also, on the other hand, it's like, all these all these teams are losing. All the top teams suck. Um, is there Are there any good players left? Is th- This is a weak draft class. On down the line, um, that's bad for college basketball. But I, I have I have remained steadfast in this opinion that it that's not what makes college basketball. We don't we don't watch college basketball because the players are great. So I've I I always like kind of scratch my head about all this. Um, what is how do you feel about this? Like like that's that's the talk right now. It's like it, this happens every three years. It's like let's frame the talk where we like it to be framed, which is around a Jay Billis tweet. And I'm not <laughs> talking about young Jeezy tweets, which most things are framed around in my mind. But this is framed around James Wiseman, which he says he's an elite player, mm-hmm. and we're keeping elite players out of the game, mm-hmm. which is hurting the overall product of the game. Why are we so stupid? <laughs> That's not exactly what he said. But, you know. Something like that. Um, and I say that about James Wiseman, which is like, that's the case here, where it's a, le- what was it, like basically $12,000, which were moving expenses yeah. that Penny Hardaway provided for his family to move from Nashville to Memphis. And if you think that $12,000 is the reason that James Wiseman went to Memphis, then I will say to you, LOL. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. as we know, Dennis Smith is worth 40000 Right. This wasn't the twelve thousand. It was the other. Brian 100, Bowen 000. is worth. Say it again, folks. One hundred thousand. Right. It was the other. James Wiseman is the number one pick. He is worth. Survey says three hundred thousand. Right. Yes. Yes. That so, was. Yeah. Just pay him three hundred thousand, Nike. Um. Yeah. I. I. But. But. The story. James Wiseman's decision to leave Memphis is the story is not like I don't think this has any. People, people like want to attach like some meaning to it, and like some. There is no meaning. The, I don't think there's a meaning. The meaning is like a kid decided he didn't want to go to college anymore. A kid dropped out of college. 
that happens. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think it, I don't think it means shit for the NCAA. I don't think the NCAA. There's no one in the NCAA offices that lost a wink of sleep over this. That was like, oh no, this is bad for our game. They're like, we don't give a shit. The you kid know what's going to be bad for our game is when it happens to a blue blood. You know when it's going to happen to a blue blood in about let's say four to three, six weeks. Yeah, four <laughs> to six weeks. That sounds about right because Cole Anthony is going to say the exact same thing. He's going to yeah. say, okay, North Carolina is two and four in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be at best an eight or nine seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I am going to be again survey a top five pick. Yeah, and I'm good. And I'm going to hang out. But he's going to play the game. James Wiseman's just not playing the game because there's no need to play the game. Right. Everyone knows this is cut and dry. He's going to be the number one pick. He has every right to leave. We're all going to be, quote, unquote, upset about it. It's an unfortunate situation, quote, unquote. But also, he's the number one pick. What's he, what do you want him to do? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I If Harry Giles had done this at Duke, it's a much bigger story, in my opinion. Yeah. We all know James Wiseman is going to leave. I just, I just find it weird, the... Like all the blue check marks on Twitter that haven't watched a college basketball game outside of the NCAA tournament in their lives that are are just basically like getting excited because this is like a fuck you to the NCAA and like this this is this is another another step in the right direction of toppling the corrupt system of the NCAA and it's like I as I say all the time like I I also think the NCAA sucks but if yeah. you think if you think this is anybody in the NCAA was like oh no this is bad for us. They don't care because because beyond like the fact that like one guy does not make a program and one program does not make the NCAA. Um, th- this was this is like a cut and dry case of like a, the coach paid the number one recruit to come to the school and I know it wasn't like that clear that because Penny wasn't a coach yet and all that but like it can't you can't let this happen yes. like the NCAA you if they let this happen the precedent of, has been set it's yeah. a game of precedence of course they yes. had to like the fact that they suspended the guy and said he could come back in January was like shocking to me mm-hmm. the fact that they even allowed that to happen yeah um so I don't under I like th- that that part is confusing to me. I don't think it's really that big of a deal either way. It's like the kid decided in the same way that RJ Hampton decided he wanted to go play and it's like cool. Like I I I don't think you're an idiot. I it, it's your decision. I don't think you're dumb for pulling out or wanting to stay in or I don't care ultimately that's not from my that's not my judgment. All I know is that this does not mean anything for the the greater thing because you could take as I've said a million times you could take the top 100 players in every single recruiting class and send them all to professional leagues across the country or across the world mm-hmm. and everyone's still going to love college basketball because whoever whoever signs the 101st ranked recruit who now becomes the top guy in college basketball they're going to lose their minds they're going to pop champagne and they're, all anyone cares about is the name on the front of the jersey to college basketball and so I don't I don't know I don't get why this is and if you're James Wiseman the argument that he probably would have heard from Penny Hardaway in 2007 if he was mulling over this decision would be this is going to hurt your value to brands because yeah. everyone was expecting to be Michael Jordan which is Republicans buy shoes too right there are no statements to be made we want to sell to everybody but now you look at a Nike and it's like we're all trying to stir up this this these all these storylines like Serena being like I'm Serena Williams take it you yeah know what I mean I'm Colin Kaepernick I'm doing it I'm taking a stand so it's like if you're James Wiseman this is like he's doing this for a brand like to send his message right. like he is james wiseman and he's making this decision so it's not like it's hurt i saw people saying this may hurt him and in his branding i'm like this is a part of the branding this, this is, is why a, yeah. he would do it the right. way that he's doing it right you know he's probably being advised by nike to do this because everyone now it's cool to stick at the ncaa but the ncaa is still eating so they don't right. care if you're sticking they don't, it to them yeah, not they really don't sticking it to them yeah they're, they're, you're not sticking it to them at all yeah. that's what's like all bizarre about memphis fans all. are still buying tickets like, yeah you know if, if james wiseman did this 
to stick it to the NCAA, that is very sad, and I feel for the kid because you're an idiot. Yes. But if James Wiseman did this because James Wiseman said, this is the best thing for, for my me, brand. for my brand and yeah. my career and my then whatever. go for it, James. Go for That's it. That's a wise That's great. move, man. Yeah. But like this was not, uh, yeah, he is, he is a wise man. Um, so anyway, like the, the whole, that, that has become the talk. And, and as guys who, who uh, you know, we, we love college basketball, it has now fallen on us state to defend. Uh, we have to protect the, uh, the, the sanctity of college basketball because a lot of people are tearing it down right now. They're saying, they're saying all the teams are shitty, all the players suck, and they're not wrong. But like, that's why we love it, right? Like mm-hmm. this, is, this is what we want. I don't understand how this is a bad thing. Why would you not want seven or what is it? We're gonna have six number one teams before Christmas. We want chaos. Yeah, we want chaos. And as Fred Rochelle already said, the season hasn't even started. It doesn't start until we, January one. We want an NCAA tournament where Utah State fans are going into the tournament genuinely believing they have a chance to win it. That's amazing. Eh. That's am- Are you crazy? That's amazing. <laughs> Maybe not Utah State. Maybe NC State. NC State. Yeah, that's what we want. We want NC State fans. I want NC State to think that it's an open. Field. I want to see a post on Pack Pride that says, "Is this our year?" Question yes. mark. Reminds Hear me, me of out. Eighty three. Yeah. Reminds. <laughs> a lot of similar vibes here. Yes. Um. Yeah. So the Kansas Villanova game. I watched. It was. It was not a good game. It was. It was not a. Uh. You know. As as we keep saying, this is bad for college basketball. College basketball kind of sucks. There are a lot of very ugly games. I, I will concede that, that the, the games, uh, a lot of these games that you're going into saying like, man, this is going to be a fun matchup um, are pretty ugly. And then they become close down the stretch. And then we convince ourselves like, hey, that was fun. It was a close game. But um, no, I don't. I Yeah, what? I was going to say, do you think America, so Gonzaga is going to be the number one team in the country yeah, right now, right. right? That's what everyone's saying. So if Gonzaga is the number one team and everyone wants the Blue Bloods to be there, do we give Gonzaga a de facto blue, blue blood, blood status? Title? Yeah, do yeah. We, you know what I mean. Like, I yeah. feel like Villanova's almost got. Well, I think Villanova is there at this point. They won two, yeah. you know, two out of three national titles at one point. So we'll give them that. But should I think we, should Gonzaga we do, is de facto blue blood. I feel like this is a bit we should do where we we update our blue blood list. Yes, every who, week. Are the, who are the four who, who blue are the, bloods? Who are the blue yeah, bloods in college basketball? Right. It's only four you can do. <laughs> it's just the top yeah. four ranked Duke, teams. Duke everybody. is never in it. <laughs> Duke is out. The to top them. four non-Duke teams everywhere. Honestly, like, I haven't watched much list. of Duke. I feel like they're just hiding in the shadows. It's very 2010. I'm yeah. a little scared. I mean, this is this might be their year. This might, oh, but no. this this is everyone's year. That everyone. <laughs> this is what's going to happen, and it's already sort of happening. Is like the first month or two of the season, you're like, we suck. Like the only teams that were excited were Louisville and Ohio State, basically. As it's good of, for Izzo too. Izzo's yeah. lurking in the shadows. Izzo's lurking, like yeah. All these teams like we suck, we're horrible. Ohio State fans and Louisville fans are like, I don't know, I kind of like our team. And then, <laughs> and then Ohio State fans and Louisville like Ohio State, Louisville loses the Texas Tech. Ohio State loses Minnesota, and they're like, never mind, we suck too. Everyone thinks they suck. And then right around now, you're gonna start getting the fan bases turning and be like, well, if everyone sucks, why not us? Maybe we could win it. So I, maybe this could be our year. No, hear and me it's gonna out, be Mark great. Ted, as I was watching the UCLA game today, and I just kept thinking to myself. Maybe this is our year. <laughs> there are no good teams. If we get Cole back, everyone's everyone's going us off. I don't know. I mean, I see? mean, if you look at all of our losses, they're kind of you have to throw out I all mean, the losses Gonzaga without Cole. Is the number one team in the yeah, country, right? Right. I mean, Ohio State, they're up on, there. Calipari on. said they're the number one team. Yeah, so yeah. only lost in the back. Roy said Wofford's the they number beat one the team. Best team in the yeah. Pac-12, which you know is a great conference this year. They beat Kentucky, Utah, of course, the ninth best team in that conference. Uh, it's a lot to yeah, it's a lot to take in. I'm kind of excited about the idea that there is no good team. Yeah, there's there's no like one team to point to. Yeah, it's 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 weird because it makes it hard for me because. Uh, uh, I don't like as we're planning on stuff to talk about on the pod. Like it's it is kind of a free for all because like like what th- there's no teams that are looking out like there's no must watch teams there's no like 
you know, Speaking like, like last year where we could talk about Duke every single week where it's like, let's watch what, more Arkansas. You want to watch more Arkansas? Right, yeah. I think in, in the spirit we, of a free for all, can we just pick our favorites? Yeah. I was like, going to say, me, should we pick like, a team? Western that's like, Kentucky. I definitely want to add to that. Rick Stansberry, show me what you're doing down there. I want to watch those games. Uh, I want to watch Houston play more. I got to see Keats or mm. not Keats. <laughs> the original Keats. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to see Keats and NC state, of mm-hmm. course, anytime, any place, just a winner. Um, I want to see Day- – I think Dayton's probably our team that I would say is our number one team. Dayton lost. Game. So, yeah, we, we obviously didn't watch this game because we uh, were involved with the, the, the happenings of Vegas and, and all those games. But uh, Dayton lost on the last second shot tape in overtime to Colorado. Uh, the dream is dead, but – of Dayton going undefeated on the mainland. On the mainland. But, but. they've gone undefeated in regulation on the mainland. Mm. They're one shot away from going. We we could phrase this a bunch of different ways. Um, I I don't know what happened, so I, we can't really comment. But I I assume Dayton played pretty well. Just Colorado made one extra shot. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> checks out. We'll talk about it on the Pac-12 update. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a Tuesday exclusive. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to uh to to spoil the Pac-12 update. But my God, Arizona State as well in the same Marys. Yikes. We're gonna talk all things yeah. Bob Hurley. There's a lot of people that. Were you know what else went on today that like kind of flies under the radar and, and um kind of speaks to the 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 state of college basketball is the the Hoosier the Crossroads Classic. Mm-hmm. The IU played Notre Dame and and Butler played Purdue, um, and Rex even Chapman even that did not watch. Like the air has sort of been taken out of the wind has been taken out of the sails of that event this year. I don't I don't know because like none of those teams like Butler's the best team of that mm-hmm. four I would say, um, but. Butler, but you know, Butler's okay, but like, I guess by the time, I guess by March, everyone but Butler will, Butler fans will be like, we have a shot. I, guess, I think huh? if you replace Butler in that conversation with Ohio State and then said CBS Sports Classic, that's how I would describe this. Yeah, you right. I mean, it's kind right. of like no one really knows, but that is goes to show that Ohio State just being, I mean, they're okay, and I think they're pretty good, and they have a chance in March. They could be the best team. In the country. Well, let's do this because I just, I just did the thing where everyone thinks their team sucks. Everyone, uh, all, all whatever. What what uh, teams fan bases do you think right now today are excited? Other than obviously San Diego State has got to be jacked. They just beat the hell out of Utah, mm-hmm. uh, who just beat Kentucky. Um, San Diego State's undefeated. Obviously Auburn, Liberty, Duquesne's undefeated. All those teams, whatever they'll when they start playing somebody, we know they will not the, be, yeah, we know yeah, who yeah, they, they are. are. Um, They're number one. They are number one right now. But other than that, who do you think? What fan bases are looking at what they've seen from their team right now and is like, I like where we're at. I, I believe in this team. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yes. 100%. That's one. The yeah. fans that chanted NIT at the team that beat them two years ago in the national championship. <laughs> those fans. Those same fans. Those are the most confident fans. Because yeah. you know what? They think that they are owed a title. Yeah. Because but, they are a de facto blue blood. And I'm not saying they're wrong. But they got pasted by Michigan. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, they're fine now because they're going to be the Bahamas new number one. That's Bahamas blindness. You're just letting you're letting the Bahamas blind yeah, you to right. reality of Gonzaga is the best team, and they believe they're the best team. I think Gonzaga fans obviously are going to be excited, but uh, even, but but I but there has to be some small part of like I said on the last show about like Gonzaga's team last year would beat the hell out of this year's team. Mm-hmm. They would beat the hell like they would it wouldn't even be close. And if I was a Gonzaga fan, some part of me would look at that and be like. I don't know how much I can trust this team just in that regard alone. But obviously the landscape of college basketball, Gonzaga's going to be the new number one. Just say um, it, the Aztecs. It's the Aztecs? Yes. Is that the one team? I think that's. The I think Ohio State fans are feeling pretty good. I feel good about Ohio State. Not like national champions or whatever, but like obviously we, we, have, we beat Kentucky and, and Carolina and Villanova already this year. 
That's pretty good. Those are all blue bloods. Yeah, those are blue bloods. It checks out. out. We're we're fucking blue blood. Um, Yeah, Maryland just lost to Seton Hall. They're they're out. Yeah, Maryland's out. Kansas, I I still think Kansas is going to end up being the best team in the country by then. I think a national championship game of Kansas, Gonzaga, or Mm -hmm. Kansas, Ohio State, as long as Kansas is playing, that's what I want. I think Kansas is going to be the best team by the end of the year. Kansas, Michigan State. Yeah. Kansas yeah. is going to be there in the end. I think so too. I 100%. think I think Kansas is is barring Bill Self something happening to Bill yeah. Self. Yeah. They will be in the title game. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of who else would be. I mean, Louisville fans like the, I guess No, they're not excited. <laughs> you don't think they're excited? Madison Square Garden, what happened to them there with Texas Tech? With yeah. that team from Texas Tech, yeah. which is basically everyone you forgot from last year's team mm-hmm. and some new guys mm-hmm. like Chris Clark. I think they were pretty embarrassed by that. And, yeah. I, and I think, like you said, I think Louisville fans are smart enough to know they're not as good as they may think that they are. Yeah. Like with Enoch and some of the, like some of the guys that are familiar, they just haven't taken that next step yet. I think, and they may be willing to see. I think it's my, my, my final list, other than the undefeated, is Gonzaga, because they're going to be the number one. I think yes. Ohio State fans have to feel pretty good about it. Well, you're number two, yeah. right? And especially, probably. yeah, we might be number two. And if we're not, um, blown all the expectations out of the water for coming into the season. Uh, we're, I, I think most people expected Ohio State to this be is, like this. Is classic. This is what I like. To, this is red blood talk. This is this is we overseeded our expectations, dude. They were so they every were pre- blue blood team is like, look, let me just tell you, number were, three ain't shit. They were preseason eighteen, dude. Big God, where is Red Big Ten stat of the day? We we are we are ranked third for. <laughs> The Kentucky um, fan that was yelling earlier, he is. If he wasn't hoarse, he would be yelling right now. Who uh, Who else? I had one more. I was gonna say eh, San Diego State. San Diego State. We already said. I see other Aztecs? other than the undefeated teams. I think Virginia fans are. Oh. Their team's horrible. Their offense is horrible, but they're excited because they they're still drunk from celebrating <laughs> winning the title. They're just like, we have a team this year. I didn't realize that. I will say maybe Baylor. I I, Baylor. I still haven't watched. Baylor. Baylor I think Baylor fans one. probably feel good yes. about where they're at. Yeah, Virginia fans cannot feel good after the Carolina game. That was the yeah, ugliest no, 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 game no. of yeah. the year they until don't. UCLA played. No, they don't. I, I said they don't care about this team. They care. They're just gonna. They're gonna feel good for the next ten years, probably, just because they won a title. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm just thinking about them celebrating in the street still in Charlottesville, just like yeah. Randy Marsh did. I'm thinking about how I was day. on campus for the celebration. And um, we went to that bar hey, called. Hey Tony, you're so fine. You're so fine. <laughs> you blow my mind. Hey Tony. We go to the Virginian, and everyone's standing on the tables dancing. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is a horrible idea to let drunk people on these tables." And then the guy dancing on the table next to me eats shit and like <laughs> busts open his face, falling off the table. Mm. And then I find out like a month later they ban that forever. And uh, yeah, so blame that guy. Yeah, blame that guy. <laughs> for all those people that <laughs> want to dance on those yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah. Blame that guy. That's the guy. Um, anything else before we go? Kind of a. a you know, not a not not a ton of excitement to report, but um, I think it was great yeah. for us to be in the building. Yeah. I enjoyed watching your team win. I enjoyed watching Carolina finally get something together. I love watching Jeremiah Francis be good. Greg Oden remembered Jeremiah Francis from his Ohio uh, high school days, so he really was excited. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, there's no way. Yes, he said he did. I mean, he could be lying. Yeah. But I'm gonna get thirty dollars right now and go to his cameo and ask that, him yeah, about yeah. Jeremiah Francis. That feels like a move where everyone asks me, "Do you know blank?" Like not necessarily basketball players, just like people, Anybody. social. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I say yes, and then as they're like, "Okay, well," and then they continue to tell their story. I, I don't listen to anything they're saying, and mm. I spend that entire time trying to figure out if I actually do know the person. 
Well, like, it's also a I... fun game that I think people probably could get away with, like a Rob Polinka. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you went up to Rob Polinka, oh, yeah. you made up the name, <laughs> and you're like, "Do you know Stan Grunfield? Because he's one of my favorite guys. He works at the front yeah. office with the Wizards." Rob Polinka would go for about two minutes with you, just being like, "Of course, love, of course, love that guy." And, and, and then I, eventually, I, you'd yeah. be like, "I'm just fucking with you," and then yeah. you'd walk away, and Rob Polinka's <laughs> head would explode. <laughs> And an angel would get its wings. Oh man! Um, all right, we're gonna go celebrate on the strip. Uh, I I don't know what we're celebrating exactly. We're your, cele- your, t- your program is not completely dead yet. Um, but yeah, they are. I, we're I back. Yeah, yeah. I think Carolina's um, back. Like I said, I don't I don't think you're celebrating anything other than if you lose to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that would have been that would have been bad news. Um, Ohio State though, third straight top ten to win on the season. Granted, the top ten teams were Villanova and. And you didn't see that they already beat, but guess know, who beat the whatever. number one team in the country? Villanova. Villanova then, yeah. Come on. Yeah. It is, guess it is. who competed hard against the new number one team in Spokane, <laughs> North Carolina? I mean, and guess who played hard against the number one team in the country according to their coach? Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. Pretty good. List. I gotta say, I really, really do love Ashton Hagens. I really, I, I hate Hagens is the best. I of those hated, three guys. I hated him. Like Sestina, I was hating because he was hitting shots. But I, I, you know, like I don't know how much he's going to continue to do. Like he's gonna, he's gonna have games like that throughout mm-hmm. the year. But I don't think he's going to be consistently, you know, hitting five threes a game or anything. But Hagens is that good. Like Hagens, if you told me, if you wanted to argue that Hagens is the best point guard in the country, I would, I would be like, sure, go ahead. I don't care. You I mean, Do- I Dotson is the best, but like, yes, yeah, I, I would, I would say Dotson. No. But like at the same time, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't even argue Dotson. I wouldn't even give you that. I would say Carton is better than Carton. Car- you say Francis? Yeah. I'd say Francis is maybe better than Cole Anthony. I'm not sure yet. I got to see those guys on the floor together. I'm kidding. But I think DJ Carton, according to Jonathan Charks, who was behind us, or he was sitting on press row behind yeah. me, he thinks he was the best guard on the floor. And that's with Quickly. That's with Hagens. That's with Maxi. So your boy might be one and done. DJ Carton. No, stop it. Do not speak DJ that Carton, into existence. One DJ and Carton. DJ Carton. Ooze a swag, man. He's a good guy. He ooze a swag. I love. He's not a kid. If he, I, the best thing about him today, the entire Ohio State team was throwing the ball all over the gym. It felt like I can't believe we only had fourteen turnovers because it felt like we had fourteen in the first ten minutes. Um, DJ Carton only had one, and that is great because um, that that is the took fear six of him. Shots, he yeah, was five for six from the field. That is the fear of him. Uh, is that he gets a little loosey goosey sometimes because he is so good. Um, but like every every time he makes up, he doesn't make simple plays. Like he makes. He's electric, dude. Everything he does is electric. I love the kid. I love him. Best player on the floor, says him. Jonathan Charks. And Mark Titus is just smiling. <laughs> Smile. my mind. Honestly, I mean, Ohio State basketball might be back. Oh, God. We are back. Um, all right, we're out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we are going to be back next week. It is the holiday week of mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> it's the holiday. Also, Christmas Eve. Uh, also, there might be other holidays. Uh so, what do we have for the people today? Tell them. We have a special edition. Uh, we have a TNT Classic, which is mm-hmm. you and I talking about Indiana playing against the Duke Blue Devils in yep. 2002 in the Sweet 16, a game that was billed the greatest game of the century by Dick Vitale and everyone <laughs> but, else that was involved. Yeah. Uh, Mark Titus included. You were game. at that game. It was the greatest game in basketball history. I was at the yes. game. Uh, I was in eighth grade. Um and I went to the game thinking you know how or Ohio State Indiana was gonna get worked they did not they won it it remains the most head scratching result in NCAA tournament history uh maybe I'm biased when I say that but like like it wasn't the biggest upset per se um I would argue the 16 beating the one was probably the bigger upset <laughs> but wait it, when did that happen it remains to me the biggest head scratching thing in the sense that when you when I'm you kidding. when you Virginia look back. <laughs> It happened. When you look at the box score, when you watch the game, like 
it never will ever make sense that Indiana beat Duke. Because a lot of times with these upsets, like, yeah, how, how did the 16 beat the one? And then you look at the box score, you're like, oh, they hit a ton of threes. Or, oh, like, Virginia couldn't hit shit. And I guess that makes sense. You look at the box score of Indiana Duke, you're like, I still don't understand how Indiana won. Still doesn't make any sense. And the answer is pretty simple. Mike Davis gave one of the greatest performances mm-hmm. acting as a coach that you've ever seen. Yeah. He outacted coach k we did we did an absolute behemoth podcast we've already recorded it we watched we rewatched the game uh we are going to be releasing it on christmas eve tuesday uh for all you guys to hear um it it is if if you have half as much fun listening to it as i did recording it and and yes we had a great you will you will it'll be worth your time so um yeah check that out we we are otherwise that is our gift week off yeah that is this is our holiday spirit we are excited we are very happy to be uh in vegas and then we're gonna we get to go home and yeah we get to do the whole thing yeah so uh in the meantime between now and tuesday if you want to if if you want rewatch the game so some of the stuff makes more sense or don't because we kind of break it down pretty extensively like what happened and um and all that I learned a lot. I learned a lot of names I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was it, it was so much fun. I we should do that game again. We should do another <laughs> next year. Titus for Christmas, is doing we'll another podcast. Yeah, I want to do another on podcast on this that time game. with Dave yeah. Five. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, all right, that's the show. Uh, enjoy Tuesday the the 2002 IU Duke Sweet 16 game. Uh, we will be back the following Tuesday. Uh, Christmas, or that would be New Year's Eve, I yes. believe. Yeah, we'll be back on the 31st because we're going to take next week off, uh, have a little holiday holiday week off. Um, we don't even have jobs anyway. We don't have real jobs. You, you're taking off from Ellen, but uh, I don't have a real job, so um, I don't Thank know what we're Ellen. taking off. But we're taking the podcast off. So uh, we'll be back New Year's Eve. Uh, enjoy next week's show. We love you guys.